This Bites, discussing Milwaukee's culinary and restaurant culture. With Ann Christensen of Milwaukee Magazine and Tariq Moody of 88.9. In this week's edition of This Bites, we got some news about two new spots opening at Crossroad Collective. Also about a Wisconsin oldest restaurant that is reopening and a whole lot more. But we can start off with brunch. Easter's around the corner, Ann. Uh, mm-hmm. And a lot of people, what they do for Easter is go to brunch. And over in Milwaukee Magazine, you have some selected a few places to dine on Easter brunch. So yep. what's some highlights? Yeah, we got 13. Well, actually more than 13 if you really look closely. Benson's Restaurant Group, you're more familiar with the actual places they own. The Bridgewater Modern Grill, which is their newest restaurant in the Harbor District, they're doing a brunch with like stuffed French toast, braised lamb hash. Um, they also own Blue Bat Kitchen and Tequileria in uh, the Third Ward, which is doing a global brunch. And their Smoke Shack is doing a Brew City Biscuits brunch. Some other ones that I think are interesting, Cavas, which is uh, a kind of... Um, Spanish wine bar in the third ward. They're doing a three course brunch. It's going to have two savory dishes, which are potatoes with eggs, chorizo, manchego cheese. And then they have a shrimp beer and cream soup. And they also are ending it with a sweet dish, which is French toast with bananas, dolce de leche, and brandy, if that does not sound rich enough. Uh, Loopy and Iris, which is one of the newest, hottest restaurants in Milwaukee right now. Um, They're doing their very first Easter brunch. They're actually doing dinner as well, but they're doing a three-course brunch. And of course, it will be dishes that are inspired by the French and Italian Riviera. And should I pick one more? Yeah, one more. Give me one, one more. more. One more. Okay. The Fister Hotel. Honestly, their grand ballroom, they do a big, big Easter brunch. And this is like a buffet style brunch. So they've got an artisanal bread display, a sculpted ice and seafood display. They have hot entrees like Moscato peach roasted duck breast, Mm. omelets made to order, a carving station. They have a whole dessert spread. If you really want to go all out and have like a huge sit-down brunch that you're getting just as much food as possible, the Fister Hotel's Grand Ballroom is the place to go. You can learn more about uh, other places to eat this Sunday for Easter brunch. you probably have to get your reservations very soon over at Milwaukee Magazine's website. We'll post a link to that article over at our website, at RadioMilwaukee.org. Coming up, we'll continue our conversation with a little discussion on uh, why has dining gotten so expensive, Ann? I Mm -hmm. I have to concur on that. So we'll learn that answer coming up on This Bites. We'll be right back. the secret behind the programming you love? It's all funded by the honor system. As a public radio station, we're based on a very simple model. We try to do something meaningful, connecting with you through music and stories. And then we count on those who appreciate what we do to show their support. Are you one of them? 
Show your support by visiting RadioMilwaukee.org and joining today. We're back on This Bites, Milwaukee's longest-running culinary podcast, the wonderful talent and Christian Milwaukee Magazine. I'm Tariq Moody. we got some news about two new spots coming to Crossroad Collective and a new cidery that Oka has a grand opening this weekend. That's coming up later in this week's show. But uh, you have a piece over Milwaukee Magazine, and mm-hmm. uh, I can definitely relate to it after I was in D.C. Uh, last weekend on uh, inflation and all this, but dining feels like dining yeah. got so expensive. I mean, I was, yeah. I, I, I remember I had a Modelo in DC, maybe it was DC that costs more than a cocktail, a nice cocktail here in Milwaukee. So right. tell me about this piece. Well, you know, we're seeing this everywhere. Every time you go out to a restaurant, everything from a bowl of soup to, uh, you know, it could be even you're paying for chips and salsa now where you used to not be paying for chips and salsa. I mean, people are are really like wondering why are, why are prices so high? Well, um, there's actually good reason for this. Yes, we've talked about inflation, pandemic-related supply chain problems, which has been another issue that has been plaguing restaurants um, now for a few years. Even the war in Ukraine Why? Because the countries of Ukraine and Russia are actually huge exporters of like wheat Mm. and other other ingredients like this. So those prices um, of those ingredients have really skyrocketed. And so that has trickled down to the consumer. And then you're looking at um, even things that you wouldn't necessarily think you're paying for when you're going to a restaurant, but you're also paying for the rising cost of paper products, the rising cost of cleaning supplies. You know, it's absolutely crazy. So in this story, I talk a little bit about that and also kind of what restaurant owners are doing to kind of counteract that as, Mm -hmm. you know, yes, they're raising prices, but they're also doing other stuff, you know, so that they can avoid raising prices. So for instance, really utilizing everything. So just a really basic example would be, I was talking to Joe Munch from uh, the Black Shoe Hospitality Restaurants, and he was talking about when they bring in their fish and they're trimming up those, the fish, they're using everything, you know, Mm -hmm. they're, They're not just discarding those trim pieces. They might be making smoked fish cakes and they might be making a dip out of that. Mm. But all these things are being utilized so that they are making the most of all the ingredients Mm. that they have. So it's all about efficiency. Mm. That is just one example. Um, Lazy Susan, the owner of that restaurant, which is actually closing this month. I was talking to AJ Dixon what she was doing is when something would get too expensive, she would change the dish. So, you know, maybe she would just use a different ingredient in it just mm. so that she didn't have to raise prices so much. And that is one of the restaurants I have to say when I've been to Lazy Susan, I was just there a couple months ago. I was like, you know what, this is a really good value. And it's getting harder to find those restaurants where you really have a value. Yeah, tell me about it. I mean, even grocery shopping, like the little things that you thought would cost a couple bucks now is doubled in price. And it's kind of been, it's hurting a little bit, you know, yeah, trying to exactly. figure out how to make the make the the food go longer. I mean, I remember $50 a few years ago in a grocery store, you can get like, you know, a decent amount of groceries. Now $50 gives you like barely a bag and a half of groceries sometimes with the same ingredients. So yeah, it's uh, 
Yeah, it's tough out there. And I understand what the restaurants are going through. If you want to learn more about that, head over to Milwaukee Magazine website and check out the uh, piece, Why Has Dining Got So Expensive? You can also uh, find a link over at RadioMilwaukee.org under this Bites. Next, over Milwaukee Mag, this is news to me. I, I learned a lot from you, Ann. Apparently, there was a, the Wisconsin oldest restaurant was closed, which I didn't realize where that was, but uh, it recently reopened. So what's the history behind this? And what's the name of this restaurant? This restaurant is Red Circle Inn, which is in Neshota. Neshota is uh, west of here, kind of in Waukesha County. And this restaurant is, it has an, a really amazing history. It was like a like a stagecoach stop way back in the 1800s, and uh, it most recently closed last fall because the owners, the longtime owners, decided to retire. So um, the restaurant was taken over by a new restaurant group, which is called Geronimo. And if you've ever been out to Delafield. In the Delafield Hotel, there's a restaurant called ID. Geronimo runs the restaurant at the Delafield Hotel. So there's some connection out there. But um, while the restaurant was closed, Geronimo made changes. So they updated the decor. They've worked on the menu as well, which looks very Wisconsin oriented. So they have got a section of the menu that they call time-honored classics. Mm. And those things include beef stroganoff, skate schnitzel. I have to say I've never had skate in a schnitzel form or in that preparation. Like before. skate fish, you mean? Yes. Huh. I love skate it, fish, but... Uh, yeah, I like skate too. I've never had it schnitzeled. Roasted half chicken and pan-seared walleye. Among their starters, they're doing Wisconsin meatballs with Concord grape glaze. That's so, so Wisconsin. <laughs> Cannibal sandwiches, escargot on croute. Um, they also have a relish platter, which has cheddar beer cheese dip and dark rye canapes, grilled summer sausage and fried deviled eggs. And then they're doing quite a few different red meat options. So they have beef tenderloin, they have ribeye steaks, they have pork chops, and then along with their desserts, which, you know, are things like creme brulee, seasonal tart, they have those classic frozen cocktails, Tariq, like the grasshopper and the pink squirrel. Have you ever had either of those? Remember that supper club on the east side? That closed, it was in the- Oh, supper. Building. It was called supper. Yeah. yeah. I think I had that grasshopper there. Okay. Those are very classic cocktails. So anyway, mm. they're doing, they're coming back. Um, or they are back right now, the Red Circle Inn. I'm really anxious to try it. I'm, I'm giving a little bit of time first. I, I'm not going to go there right away. I'd like to give a restaurant a little bit of time to kind of uh, settle in. But I am really intrigued by this menu. And it's open now, right? You said? It is. Yeah. It is. Cool. You can check out that story over at Milwaukee Magazine or find a link at RadioMilwaukee.org under This Bites. We got two new spots that will be opening at Crossroad Collective. Been a lot of changes at uh, the Food Hall Crossroad Collective on the east side. Of course, uh, we mentioned Ruda's Indian Cafe closed. It will be open over here in Walker's Point. Uh, Hot Wax recently closed. But now in the replace of Hot Wax, there is a burger joint called Brood Burger. That's opening. Um, of course, going to have uh, what you expect, hamburgers, but different types of hamburgers. Of course, it'll be a classic 
with uh, uh, seven ounce patty with aged cheddar and a foghorn leghorn sauce, which I have no idea what that is. I know foghorn leghorn as the you know the rooster from the Looney Tunes. Uh, they have the walkie double patty burger with cheese and beer braised onions and a bucks and six, which is sliders with aged cheddar and bacon. There's also Shilongo chorizo burger. They also have uh, some non-burger options as well. Brood Burger was uh, first launched as a food truck, and they were, I mean, they had some, uh, did some services over at Zocalo Food Park uh, not too mm. long ago as well. They also will be serving some uh, steak fries and pork belly poutine as uh, a side. The other restaurants uh, coming to the Crossroad Collective is a veteran-owned business, Newt's Cafe. And they're taking over Ruta's Indian Cafe spot, as as for mentioned. Uh, this Hard is the table too, right? Yeah. So this is a, a chef, Janut Sivian. I hope I got to run a military veteran, a fellow veteran actually, whose uh, menu is inspired by stuff he grew up with and flavors that he grew up with with his mother and travels to Romania, his home country. He's slated to open uh, the concept on April 21st with health like salads and bowls to sandwiches, smoothies, and a rotating selection of soups. Also items like mango lassis and yellow coconut curry bowls to smoky, spicy chipotle pork and variety of sandwiches. He was uh, going to have a soft opening for veterans on April 20th from one to 6 p.m. And then going forward, once it's fully open, they will offer 10% discount to virtues to the Newt Cafe. So there's two spots that will be opening over in Crossroad Collective. And finally, cider. You're a big fan of apple hard cider, right? When you're not drinking a, your um, tequila, a right? Tequila, right, yeah. 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 Um, you probably, sure. probably mix cider with tequila, probably, knowing that. But anyway. Um, yeah. <laughs> So Milwaukee is getting their second cidery on the east side. Of course, the first one is Cash, Cash, Cash Cider, which is over in Bayview. This cider location will be on 2163 North Farwell Avenue called Pomona Cider Company. Pomona. Yeah, it's Pomona. Uh, they had a soft opening uh, back in March, and they have their grand opening on April 6th. Just uh, yesterday. They have a tap room featured bottle, the Island Orchard products, as well as Pomona Ciders which are the type of ciders known as Normandy-style ciders. And it gets its juice from Island Orchard's 40-acre orchard in Door County's Washington Island. They also have a food menu. So they have snacks like chocolate espresso beans to uh, Pomona party mix, which includes chickpeas, chocolate espresso beans, and other delightful tidbits. They have a Roquefort and jam, creamy sheep's milk, cave sheep, and blueberry jam. Fresh served with rocket baby bread, smoked white fish, kind of a dip with crackers. Then they have large plates to share, like a charcuterie board, sausage and baguette bites, a grill, camembert, cheese, and a radicchio and basil salad. And I also have some crepes as yeah. well. We I'm intrigued crepes by this. Yeah. You know, I haven't, do you remember Strega at Third Street Market Hall? Yes. These ladies that were doing these great pastas, I really liked what they were doing. I have heard they're connected with Pomona in that they're doing some of the food for Pomona. Oh, cool. That's nice. sounds awesome. Yeah, and also looking at some of their ciders, they have a pear cider, uh, apple cherry cider, an apple ginger cider, oak age cider, 
which yeah. is uh, aged in a French oak barrel for over three months. Apple lavender. And they have a reserve menu with a brute reserve, true north, and a thing called oak age reserves. So they got some really nice ciders. They have some aperitifs, an ice cider. I guess this one's like ice wine. Super sweet still, pure essence of apple. I'm kind of curious about the ice cider. And they have I don't know, a, but I honestly think this looks really good. I'm yeah. I'm intrigued by this. Yeah, and then they have their uh, Pomona, which is a sweet, still oaky vanilla brandy apple, age one year in bourbon barrels. That's 70% ABV. It's a strong little cider there. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like cider, Trick? Yeah, I like cider. I, I, I was really a big cider fan for a while, but I, I enjoy cider. I was getting yeah. away from the beers and the... The happiness i needed something different i'd rather have a cider over a hard seltzer any day tell you the truth so did you i sent something to you on instagram i don't know if you saw it but it was a sake mule that they're doing at the cider place yes ginger mule made with ioc ginger cider gold oh, I see sake, gold sake and dehydrated lime interesting kind of curious about that yeah well, that wraps up this week's edition of This Bites. This Bites is produced and edited by Kiri Salinas with support from our membership. Don't forget to subscribe to podcasts wherever you listen to podcasts, whether that's Spotify, NPR, Apple, or even at our website at RadioMilwaukee.org. Remember, feedback's important, so please rate and review. And as always, Anne, stay hungry. And keep the Malord cold. Have a great weekend, Anne. You too, Treek. <laughs>